0: Hi everyone, Uh, welcome to the Another Startup Story podcast. So, Another Startup Story is a platform for creative entrepreneurs, artists, influencers, and industry leaders. So, we understand the importance of drive and ambition and how that can make us feel fueled and fulfilled and very purposeful. And so, this is really a place where we share one on one intimate and valuable stories of creative entrepreneurs and startups. Um, And these conversations are really here to provide you with the gold and the value of you need to help in your career and business. Um, Just hearing from tried and tested uh, individuals from the industry, leading startups um, and businesses. My name is Carmen um, and I'm your host for today. And today we have a very special guest. We have Rosella, who is the founder of One Blue Dot and also Malta Creative um, Collective and she'll be able to tell you a bit more about uh, those two businesses uh, later on. I guess her area of expertise is really around brand development and building a creative community. Um, she's currently based in Malta, um, and between, it's usually between Malta and Milan. And I guess today's session, um, today's conversation will be covering how she made the transition from being a lawyer to kind of entering the creative industry kind of similar to my background, um, converting from finance to c- the creative industry. And I guess what would be useful is also if we talk a bit about how, you know, how and what you can be doing during these crazy times uh, where you're kind of stuck at home, working from home. So we'll be offering tips and actionable steps to help build your business, whether that's online or offline, uh, and covering topics like how you can do a brand refresh um, and how you can craft or define your brand values, whether it's, whether you're starting from scratch or whether you just want to do a brand refresh. Um, and so not only will we be hearing Rosella's personal startup story, um, but also we'll be sharing really useful information on what you can do and how you can be most productive um, in these quieter times.
1: So, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, Carmen. Thank you so much for having me. Great to hear from you. Um, yes, all is well um, on uh, lockdown. Pretty much like uh, everyone else, I think on this on this planet. <laughs> bit of a, a crazy time, but um, but I'm also thinking it's also very positive for us to be slowing down a little bit and and uh, resting up and taking stock of things. So, yeah, very excited also to be on on your podcast. I'm a big fan of. Of what you do and and have been following your your work for a while now and have been obviously listening into to your previous seasons of the podcast, so very humbled and grateful to be a part of it this time around. So thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. We've been trying to do this conversation podcast session for a while now, so I'm
1: really glad that we're
0: going to have this conversation. Absolutely. Um, yeah, do you want to just kind of introduce yourself and give yeah. us like a brief um, intro to you know, where you're from and, and um, what you're
1: doing now. Sure, absolutely. So um, I am currently based on the island of Malta and um, I am half Maltese and half Italian. Um, but I grew up in, in Singapore, so I'd say I pretty much have a little bit of a Singaporean um, <laughs> um, sort of inner child or a rather inner Singaporean me in there. And um, I'm the founder of um, creative advisory One Blue Dot, and the co founder of the Multi Creative Collective.
0: Nice. And what does, um,
1: do you want to tell us a bit more about
0: OneBlueDot and uh, Multi Creative Collective and what the two um, businesses offer?
1: Yes, absolutely. So um, basically, One Blue Dot is um, an advisory uh, brand which um, offers consultancy to um, small scale um, niche brands that uphold positive. Values um, specifically in the creative, hospitality, fashion, and lifestyle industries, and what I aim to, to do through One Blue Dot is to offer practical um, business advice um, and 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 branding advice, which is relevant to the um, to the current scene, um, but which at the same time it touches upon. Um, Creating a positive impact through business, so not just doing business for the sake of doing business, but using yeah. um, you know what you do through your work uh, to have a positive impact um, generally. So that's that's in a nutshell what uh, what One Blue Dot is about, um, and the Multi Creative Collective is um, I'd say what you could describe as a as a movement. It's a it's, a, it's an independent movement which. Um, I kicked off with um, another Maltese um, designer called Carla Grima, um, it, all, it all happened in sort of in 2017 and we basically, it was all just sort of fueled by the desire to to promote collaboration as opposed to competition between um, creatives based on the island and, and really just to shine a spotlight on uh, the immense amount of of talent that there is on the island of creative talent um, which is rooted in quality so to provide a platform for that um, not just on a local scale but on a, on a global scale as well
0: yeah i know that's amazing i think yes yeah, some of the other brands that you showcase on the multi-creative collective are really interesting um so you guys should definitely check it out for um one blue dot i guess I, I definitely resonate because i think um coming from a business financial background um, and trying to combine creativity and and business is and branding, and business is really um, sometimes quite challenging. So it'd be interesting to hear how you found, you know, that kind of that happy equilibrium, and um, you know where the intersection falls. Because often you have a lot of consultancies who are like specialised in branding, obviously branding agencies, and then you have uh, like management consulting agencies. But you know, very rarely I see someone or like an agency offering both sides, and I think that's really important.
1: I agree with you, and and I think um, it's something which, uh, as you say, it's not something which I've come across um, very often, Um, generally. um, You either see one side of the equation or the other, but... um, for me personally, it was very much a natural progression um, and an expression as to who I am as an individual um and ha- through my personal and professional experiences um, i I strongly believe that um business it's it's not just about the sole purpose of making of making money um and and I strongly believe that there is a way of, of being able to you know run a successful business but at the same time. Um, make a positive impact um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go out and, and you know, save the world in that sense, but yeah. just really just expressing positive values. So you can, you know, for example, if we look at, say, the fashion sector, um, I have clients that run very successful fashion brands in um in the industry, but they are very much rooted in values of um of transparency, of authenticity, of sustainability, um, and staying very much true to themselves as individuals. So using their brands as a platform to express their individuality whilst um being very, very genuine. Um, so that for me is something which um, is very important when I you know decide to work with a client. Um, it, it has to be more than just them coming to me and saying, I'd love to, you know, make a lot of money. That for me is, is not a good enough reason to be, yeah, doing, to be doing what they do. Um, it, it's now more than ever, especially, I mean, I know we're going to do this a little bit later on, but especially now where, you know, everything is grinding to a halt, mm. um, you know, in such a unique time where the whole planet pretty much is is, is sitting up and saying, okay, what are we doing here Exactly um i think we need to be very conscious of the fact that business is 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 a vehicle for something much greater than just you know accumulating wealth full stop
0: yeah no i totally agree i I think i I guess with my coaching clients or people who have um, reached out for business coaching a lot of people have said you know they just want to make money and i think i always say like go back to your why and it's definitely not the reason why you should start anything, because do you know what? you just end up losing the momentum, and you'll mm-hmm. um, lose self-resiliency, and, and you will end up giving up. You'll lose self-esteem, basically. So I totally agree with that. I think mm-hmm. it needs to be for a deeper purpose. You need to be passionate about something. Um, and, uh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, so you mentioned earlier on you've worked across... Um, You've worked across a lot of sectors, including hospitality, fashion, and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've partnered and worked with the likes of Monocle, Design, Anthology, St. Paul, like really cool brands, Um, some of my favorite brands, actually. Mm -hmm. So what kind of um, traits do you think um, a good brand should have?
1: That is um, a very good question. Um, I would say that... the. For me, the top three brands uh, sorry the top three traits that a brand um, regardless of the industry that they're in should have um, are integrity an open mindedness and, open-mindedness, and um, a balanced aesthetic rooted in in excellence and quality um, For me, those are three sort of pillars I would say that um, regardless of whether you are um, um, you know in hospitality or whether you are a creative I really strongly believe that if you're able to express what you do with integrity so integrity you know meaning that you are transparent and that you're being yourself and that you um essentially aren't trying to be something that you're not um those those things are you know clients can see through those things and and People that look into your brand will be able to see straight away whether you're doing something unique or whether you're just emulating someone that's out there already and that you're essentially replicating. Um, so definitely for me, I'd say in- integrity is a very big, is a very big, um, is a very big point. Um, open minded, open minded open mindedness <laughs> um, I would say is fundamental as well. Um, a good brand has to have a global vision, I believe, and this, this doesn't just mean just being able to ship globally or um, you know have your website in english for example it's it's more about um, being keyed into the nuances of, um, the differences that can, um, arise from, you know, selling, for example, a product in, in one country as opposed to another and being yeah. sensitive to those differences because, you know, if you are, um, trying to sell a product in Asia, it'll be a very different market, obviously, to the one that you're going to be trying to sell to, say, in the Middle East, for example. Um, yeah. and, and so I think, any brand has to be very much keyed up into the fact that their strategy in one part of the world is not going to be the same as the strategy they're going to apply in, in say, the Middle East or, you know, South America or uh, Europe. Um, so I think having an open-mindedness and a sensitivity to um, the nuances of um, the global market is, is fundamental um, and, and being conscious and sensitive to them um, is, is fundamental. And and then the third point, I'd say, is... is an aesthetic that is balanced and and definitely rooted in excellence and quality, so you know everything that you do you know whatever it is, whether it's everything down to your business cards if you use them um to the way that you express yourself in emails, even if they're you know to colleagues within the company always always uphold excellence in 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 what you do, whether it's um you know internal or external so I think those are three things that very good brands um and you know consistently this is yeah, I think um, sometimes
0: when people think of branding they just think of the external um, yeah. you know, aesthetics like the colour palette, the mm-hmm. logo, website but obviously it's so much more than that it's the way that you respond on um, Instagram DMs, it's um, yeah, your copywriting it's um, yeah, all the finer details also your deeper brand strategy as well which often people who aren't in uh, creative interview people who aren't in advertising don't understand that there's so much like, analysis and, and depth and research that goes into um, starting a brand um, if you really want to get to the core and positioning of things. And that's all, like, invisible work, you know? That's kind of, like, the strategy and the thinking behind it. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely not just a logo and, and a beautiful website. <laughs>
1: no, definitely not. I mean, nowadays it's so easy Um, if you, you know, go out there and, and find a very good graphic designer um, to be able to, you know, if you... Have a budget you 're able to get pretty much you know an ex- extremely beautiful visual um, it 's it's not like you know say even three four years ago where it was a little bit harder to be able to reach out and find a graphic designer who 'd be able to exactly capture a certain aesthetic but nowadays it 's're so all so connected it 's very easy to to be able to do that, uh, it's it's for me what I see that is a little bit harder is is actually seeing the substance behind it, and rarely or much harder do you find brands that you know have these beautiful aesthetics, but then when you dig a little bit deeper, actually have not very little have very little substance, and I think that's the part which differentiates um, one brand from another in in the substance as opposed to the form. Yeah, and
0: also having a story behind your brand, and as much as you know, you hear this word "story" all the time, but people genuinely are attracted to, it and then, and stories are relatable, and and they create um, a human touch to the brand. So yeah. I think it's about um, implementing that and crafting a story in a in an attractive way. Um, just on the topic of websites, though, so uh, I know there are so many different types of uh, um, website hosts out there. You've got Squarespace and Wix, um, Shopify, and and, like, what kind of advice can you give for someone who is, say, I'm looking to start a business and looking to potentially do um, a product or a service? Like, how do I know which service to use? How do I know, you know, which one's easier? Like, do I want to plug and play? Um, I think this would
1: be quite a useful uh, question for a lot of our listeners. That's a good question, absolutely. um it really depends um on the product or the or the service that you are offering to begin with um for example, if you are a service based brand um having an e commerce website like shopify for example, is not going to be really something um as as you know as useful to you um as opposed to if you were selling a product so it really depends first of all um you know, exactly what it is you're trying to put out there. Um, So that's the first point. Second point, I'd say, is do the research. And that means not just going online and and Googling, um, because, I mean, you know, that you can do in 10 minutes and you can come up with a list of of different website providers. So whether it's Wix or, you know, um, Squarespace or WordPress, I mean, those are the ones that mainly... Um, most people use to set up websites but I also think the most important thing if anything is to is to reach out is to do the research firstly on your competitors and on the brands that you um, admire and, and are inspired by um, and see how they have set their, their, um, their business up from a visual website point of view which doesn't mean that you then have to go out and do exactly what they're doing um, because I don't think that um, going back to the initial point of of working with integrity and and being authentic and true to yourself you know if you're just going out there and copying what someone else is doing then it defeats the purpose if anything it should inspire you um so do the research on what your um your peers are doing um and i would also very strongly recommend finding um whether you want to call it a mentor or someone who's done this before um sort of whether it's even if it's not in the same industry but who has set up an online business before because those conversations you know have an informal uh, conversation you can reach out you know today with with Instagram and with with all this technology we can reach out to people from all over the world um in something which I'll touch upon later on in our conversation, but, you know, we're no longer restricted by the geography of where we're located. So I can be sitting here on this little island in the middle of the Mediterranean and reach out to someone who's in New Zealand, for example, and say, you know, could we have a little conversation or a chat or jump on a call? Um, I really love what you do. And um, I'm inspired by what, you know, by what we're trying to put out there. Um, would you be up for you know mentoring me don 't be afraid to sort of reach out to someone who 's done this before and ask and also just have the conversations within your um your contacts and your your um your close friends because you never know sometimes you know you see the same people day in and day out, but you don 't realize that perhaps. The answer is right in front of you, and you might have a friend who knows someone who has set up a business online yeah, recently, great. and says, "Oh, yeah, I could put you in touch with her or him, and and you know, you guys could set up a, a coffee, you know, conversation and 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 share tips and advice." So that for me is is, is a lot more valuable than than just doing some you know Google research and and um, finding the best way of setting up a website because that's pretty much. Um you know an easier it's it's, it's easy part i'd say it's the, the yeah. harder part is actually finding someone who's done it and we can give you the practical insider yeah. advice and sort of flag yeah. up. Mm. No go ahead. <laughs> no 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 that was uh, that was you know the the main sort of i'd say the main points because um the you know the the technology helps us to connect um with people even outside of our close circles um so definitely i'd encourage um to do the to the do the lateral research, supposed to just the the online research um you know on your you know, on your laptop or on your computers
0: yeah no I agree I think when you look on Google you're just overwhelmed with like you know so much information, and half of the time it's like I just need you know someone to tell me which one's better and I think sometimes speaking to people who have already done it and can give real honest advice as well. Um, yep. It's super helpful. Uh, another, just to add to your point, I think um, there's a website called Build With, which allows you to essentially input any kind of URL mm-hmm. um, for any company or any website, and it will tell you what platform or what host that their website was built on, which is quite useful. So. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. quite
1: yeah, good.
0: Quite good. So, yeah, that's a good point looking at potential professors, mm. um, seeing, yeah, what website that, that they had built their, um, yeah, their platform on. Mm. um and really really good uh valuable advice there um so i guess just on the topic of you know starting new websites and stuff i think like given our current um you know time I, it's kind of like the elephant in the room really we can't really not talk about covid <laughs> totally <elephants>. <laughs> story <laughs> of our part. life right now <laughs> yeah, everyone is obviously working from home well majority of the world and i don't think we've ever you know in history ever experienced something like this before and this automatically raises a lot of um conversations around kind of i guess remote working um and like the 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 history of digital nomads and people are starting to question um about starting their own businesses whether that's online products or services and i think um but also there's the challenges where covid has definitely Raise for startups, um, self-employed, and freelancers, and I guess we have to really look at the way in which startups can respond to this massive, immense, you know, shock which is affecting the global economy right now, um, and explore whether things can be done virtually and what people can be doing right now in these crazy times, and what kind of actionable tips um, and steps we can provide to help start build a business or, or or a brand online, and yeah, there's a lot to talk about, and obviously with you know consumer demand being reduced and um, the prospect of this being extremely sharp and potentially you know us going into a global recession it does put threats and puts a lot of countless startups out, out of business um, so yeah I think there's a lot of topics that we can talk about and um, maybe that you're looking you're listening right now and you're looking to Start building your own personal brand and how to provide your own personal consultancy services online, um, in which case you would need to start building your own personal brand um, and website, etc. So, yeah, I guess um, it will be good to kind of get your tip and your perspective on everything that's happening right now and what people can kind of be doing um, in this moment in time.
1: Yes, no, I, I definitely agree. I mean, I think we're going to be looking at this time in history and, and sort of, you know, look at it and say pre-COVID and post-COVID. I mean, it's such a huge um, turning point um, in, in in humanity's um, history, I'd say. I mean, it's. I really don't think that's an understatement because it's, it's literally just put every single country on the planet... Um, you know, on standby. And, and as you say, the risks of us facing, um, you know, a global recession on a scale that has never seen, been seen before, uh, just because it's, it hasn't just affected a specific region or a specific country, but it's because it's been affecting and will be affecting pretty much every single country on the planet, just to show just how connected we are as a, you know, as, as, as a human race. Um, I agree, it is a very particular time. And to not address this, obviously, during this conversation um, would be, as you say, a big elephant <laughs> in the room remaining there and not us talking about it. So um, I strongly believe that this is a very, um, it's, it's, an, it's a very unique opportunity and, and not one that I think is going to come around again um, anytime soon. Um, but I mean this in, in a very positive way. Um, this, for me, I believe, is is an opportunity for for both brands that are currently operating, um, but also people that may be considering launching a brand or who are planning to launch a brand, and then have found themselves, you know, stuck in the middle with you know things about to sort of launch and then being sort of stopped because of of what's been happening, um, and take it as an opportunity really to to reflect inwards and to evaluate, uh, you know, really what they are doing or what they were planning to do, whether it really was um, reflective of going back to the initial discussion that we were saying earlier about brands being authentic to themselves and genuine. I, mean, I know this word authentic is being thrown around um, nonstop and, and I'm starting to hate it as well, but I mean... I can't find a better word for it though. I know, I, I, I just... I can't find a word, so yeah. Authentic. <laughs> <laughs> Total, but I, j- j- essentially just reflecting as to whether what we, well, what a brand is doing, or what a, a brand was was hoping to do was was is um is is being true to themselves as individuals and um as a collective um and and to really have an imp- sort of realize just whether it's again going back to is it just we were were we doing this just to make a lot of money or are we doing this uh yes for business but also to for the greater good um, mm-hmm. so that is, you know, and, and such a unique opportunity because everyone is slowing down. So now there isn't the excuse of, I don't have time to sit there and t- and think about these things yeah. because we do have the time. Um, you know, no one now is sitting, going off and, and running, jetting off to different meetings across the world or going to, um, you know, conferences or, or, or having these crazy schedules because we are literally, or all, um, you know on on very different um at running at very different paces uh so we we're, mm-hmm. we're we're almost being forced to do this in a way and and I, and I say this in a very positive um in a positive way um i and i also think it, it should be the opportunity sort of take it as an opportunity to cultivate for those who have a business running and who've had you know a couple of um who've been in this for a while um, to cultivate your your community and 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 to really reach out to your clients and 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 prove, like, take it as an opportunity to prove your, your values and walk the talk, so to speak. So, you know, you get these brands who talk all about, you know, we are authentic and we're genuine and, and we really value our clients. Okay, so now's the time to actually check in with them because we're all in this yeah. together. So, you know, rather than sending me a panicked email saying, uh, oh, do you want to buy this? You know, it's it's 50% off. You Do you want to wear a pre pink dress uh, in the house rather than <laughs> outside? <laughs> I'm sitting there going... Uh, no, <laughs> but, you know, rather than having that kind of email being sent out, rather than, you know, doing that, why not send out an email with um, with tips on, for example, how to manage um, stress or, you know, very practical things like how could you um, use certain hours of your day to learn something new um, and, and give advice. I mean, there's some really interesting, even big brands like Bottega Veneta, um, uh, a, a large you know, it's a massive uh, luxury fashion house uh, based in Italy. They are, um, they, they've, they've announced they're going to start a whole section on the website that is going to dedicate to giving tips on meditation and, you know, um, recipes that are going to be connected to the Italian sort of heritage. I mean, using these, this is an opportunity not to just sell a product. So you, I think this is where it'll differentiate between the brands that were just doing it for the, for the sake of doing, you know, making money, um, versus the brands who, yes, doing business, but in a in a conscious and considered um, way. Um, so there, for me, you know, is 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 an opportunity um, not to panic and don't you know force your clients to buy just because you're you're getting worried that uh, you're not selling because this is all of us are, are sitting here with a lot less mm-hmm. business and you know not selling as much as we were even just three four weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, to be sensitive to that and, and to realize that um, we're all in this together. Um, and, and so it's just to be a little bit more um, considerate uh, towards the way that business is being done. So that's sort of the way that I am seeing this as an opportunity as opposed to, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, no one's buying anymore. We need to send out, you know, a, a newsletter every day just to sort of yeah. push sales and, and and, you know, discount everything so that people are going to buy because actually, no, (laughs) they're not.
0: (laughs) It's a totally knee-jerk kind of reactive method, which, um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people have have found is the best way to uh, best approach to take. but actually in reality it's it's not even an effective short-term method. Um, I guess uh, in terms of, it's just about, it's like I think half of me, you know, even for me, um, And having my own, because obviously half of me is like, what should I be doing, you know, to make the best use of my time? Should I be working um, on upskilling my own, you know, upskilling myself, retraining, doing um, other coaching sessions? Um, Or should I be kind of really active and start kind of, you know, looking for new clients and stuff? And should I be, um, you know, really kind of out on town? I think it's just about finding a balance between... Totally. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And pausing and thinking strategically about the next steps as opposed to like panic buying in a sense you know like what everyone's doing in the grocery <laughs> store right now we can't be panicking it's good to pivot and i think i've seen a lot of businesses and small entrepreneurs kind of pivot their business models over the past um couple of weeks especially like moving from online and um, physical stores to online stores and delivery services that's been a very popular business move yes this is like Um, some of the solutions, but I think sometimes it's just about finding that right balance of not um, basically
1: panic, uh, creating uh, panic-induced solutions, really. Totally, totally. And I mean, I I also think this is a great opportunity um, to reach out with... you know reach out to fellow to fellow business owners um, and to people within your your community to have an honest and open conversation about um you know what is happening on, on their on their end of, of things i mean for example even within the creative collective um you know i've been having conversations with creatives across you know the board and i'm seeing creatives who would be say you know competing um spaces reaching out to each other and saying, you know, do you want to collaborate on something or, you know, promoting each other's work. And now is really not the time for ego. Um, I really think now is the time for, for community. And, and yes, business is important. But at this stage, we just need to be looking out for each other and see whether there's any way that we can, you know, together do something that is, you know, of a positive impact uh, rather than just all trying to, you know, go into panic mode. And I need to make sure that I make, you know, the most amount of money possible from all of this which is really not, um, it's really not, A, it's not the timing, B, I don't think is, is actually the purpose of all of this. Um, and, and, and just to feel it's okay that we're not working as much. I think it's okay because we've been coming from this space of, oh, we need to be working all the time and, and things, you know, yeah. if, if, I, if I sit still, it's a bad thing. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's totally, it's, it's, we need to get our heads around this fact. It's, it's actually absolutely fine if you are not working as much, And did you use this time to connect with family and with friends and, you know, to read a book and and do those things that you haven't been doing in a long time? I mean, the amount of people that I've spoken to um, recently that have also said to me, you know how many people I've been in touch with that I haven't spoken to in, in, in months, in years that I'm sort of checking in on? And, you know, those are things which... If you look at it from a brand and a business perspective, um, your clients are going to remember the ones that reached out and you know checked in on you, so to speak, as opposed to try to sell something to you whilst we were in in panic mode. And and you know those are the ones that are going to sort of unsubscribe themselves from your from your newsletters because. Uh, yeah. This is it. I mean, they're going to see. Okay, so you were saying that you were, you know, all about, you know, creating a tribe or a community of of pe- of like-minded people who all like the same kind of things and values. Um, but actually, just in in this, you know, in this moment, this very crucial moment, all you came to me was with was uh, a newsletter asking me to buy something from you. So to be very conscious of that, I think, and not, and not to to think that we need to be racing even more because, you know, we're losing business. That, that I don't think at all is, is going to be constructive in the long term.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very good point. I think even from, like, a brand perspective, you could really damage your own um, reputation if, mm-hmm. if you're coming from a place of, you know, receive, 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 as opposed to serve, serve, serve. Yeah. Uh, and just to reiterate on your point um, about, like how you said, um, a lot of um, businesses are... We, need to start collaborating so maybe that creative start collaborating with um strategists and and work on things together and offer um help to the hospitality industry people who are really struggling right now hospitality Mm -hmm. brands um who aren't able to kind of um, serve customers uh, face to face Mm -hmm. and what i I really like that from a micro level because i guess from a macro level you can really see it happening Um, in the world right now where each country is kind of looking out for themselves, every country is going into isolation, but we're not working together um, as an international um, global team, right? Mm -hmm. And that's essentially we need to work together. It's almost like the human race versus this virus. And so this kind of, if we can try to build that on a micro level between businesses and different industries and different services, then this will definitely help. Foster that kind of community, collective feel for sure.
1: Definitely, I, I don't think the answers to this issue are going to come from the government or from the top. I, I mm. strongly believe that um, by necessity, just because of the scale of this of this issue, we are going to be almost forced to to do this, and I in a positive way, of course. Um, mm. So to, to reach out and realize that if we want to get this done, we need to band together and 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 you know, and it doesn't need to be this huge thing. And because I do understand, it it is a huge problem in the sense that it can be very, it can feel very, very overwhelming, especially if you keep reading the headlines, and you're, you know, on the news, and you read the news, and you think, okay, I think I'm just gonna, (laughs) it's the end of the world right now. So I'm just gonna sit here and and wait for it to happen. But uh, yeah, (laughs) I've
0: seen it happen, like, I mean, I guess, we kind of received the news in Singapore much earlier than Europe did. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of been in the back of my head for quite it's a while, a while. Now. yeah. Early, so and I started to like over the weekend started to feel it affect my mental health mm-hmm. and I was getting by just like not just not in great moods and this was even at the early stages and, and I think it was just from waking up reading the news straight away and totally. you know, it, it, it does have a big impact on yes. your mental health um, and your general well-being so I think you just have to be really conscious about yes. the data and
1: it's good to be alert and be aware but you know totally. reading the news 24 7 is really not helping totally <laughs> no 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 absolutely and I really strongly believe that if, you know, even though we are all working at a different pace, um, we definitely still need to try and maintain some sort of a regular schedule so that, you know, whether it is having a, a regular, you know, bedtime and, you know, time that you wake up in the morning so that you don't sort of sleep in or go to bed really late. So just at least to keep those parameter, parameters um, in place, but also just being conscious. Like, for example, I make it a conscious point that I don't read the news in the morning up until I start having breakfast. Um, and then even there, I sort of limits it to say 15-20 minutes I read the main news from different parts of the world, obviously also from the Maltese local headlines and then that's it I turn everything off and I get on with what I need to do and then I go back to the headlines um, at around dinner or just before like around 7 and then another 15-20 minutes and that's it and I really try really hard not to um, get sucked into Mm -hmm. Facebook feeds or you know, Instagram Instagram you know, feeds that all, are all about the panic and are not fueling the, um, the positivity. I didn't put it, that way. it kind of has, you know, if
0: you're kind of keeping in check and checking the news or speaking to people on WhatsApp, yeah. you know, people sending you WhatsApp messages with print screen of news articles, it's going to just disrupt your day. And we have to, you know, as sad as it sounds, continue on with our days, continue on with your rituals, your routines, um, and your habits, your good healthy habits of like working out, waking up at, you know, relatively healthy time. I know a lot of people work from home now, so all my friends have messaged me and said, I found it so hard to wake up in the morning, like, mm-hmm. you can think till 10 a.m. It's like, it's all self discipline, all these things yeah. are and you have to, you know, act as if you are still going to work yes. every day.
1: Yes. And I mean, um, even if you have a family, I, t- I totally understand. I mean, uh, it's very different for everyone because, you know, you'll have people that are you know working solo from home or you have people that have suddenly, yeah. find themselves working with the husband and the three kids and like the grandparents all in one house and you're just like oh my god <laughs> get me out of here <laughs> you know forget the schedule <laughs> I just need to find myself like an underground bunker and just you know leave because it, you know I can understand completely but again I think it's 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 there is a way that routine has to still play a part of that uh, in that and and whether it is waking up at a certain hour or having lunch at a certain hour altogether and then each getting on with their own with their own stuff, I mean everyone's adjusting every single one of us um and to just be conscious of that and and um and and most importantly, as you say as well, the mental health is so important in all of this. Um, because, again, that doesn't mean that you are going to just live in this little bubble of positivity and pretend that nothing is happening. That is definitely not the case. It's more about limiting the amount of, um, of information that can fuel the panic and actually tap into the, um, to those other channels that, can, that are actually doing things that are more constructive towards where are we are going to next. So, for example... Um, there's some very interesting, you know, online, you know, virtual conversations happening from being hosted by different parts of the world, in different parts of the world, by different entities that are having these conversations open to everyone to join in online at certain hours of the day to talk about, for example, you know, how is business being impacted, and they're totally free, so you can sign up and, and, you know, go into one of these conversations. For example, yesterday I did one that uh, I jo- I joined one rather hosted by uh, an entity called Positive Luxury. Um, they were having a conversation on um, you know it's the uh, creativity and how that's being impacted by the fact that we are no longer seeing each other face to face and everything is being done digitally you know as we, you know how
0: do we find these web- uh, how do we find these conversations going on and how would we join
1: so for example uh, i find linkedin is a fantastic um, is a fantastic source of of information um th- for things like these um, it's literally because i follow positive luxury as as a as a as a company then it came up as one of their events yeah. and so I basically signed up and um they then sent me the link to the zoom chat and I jumped in it was like an hour's conversation and the, and again it was it was very informal like you could see the founder of this company with two hosts sitting in their houses uh, doing their thing and um without being disturbed by obvious people within the house but very informal and having a very interesting conversation about 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 a topic like creativity and, and conversation in, in these times, so that was um, something that I that I discovered through LinkedIn, for example. So be creative as to how you use your time, and not um, and not and not sort of get go back to the the conversation getting fueled by the the, the negativity of the headlines.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting, actually. Um, just before we kind of, you know, I feel like we've been kind of speaking about the COVID situation uh, <laughs> for, for the time, and I kind of wanted to um, just spend some time diving deep into your story. And, and you know, your background is in law, so mm-hmm. it would be good for you to just tell us a bit about how you kind of made the transition to the creative industry um, and what you've learned from your background in law and how you kind of apply this to uh, creatives in your work today.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, as you say, I, I I come from a legal background. So I trained um, in law back in uh, in the UK in London. And um, after I graduated, uh, I literally stepped out, and and Lehman Brothers collapsed. So, <laughs> not the ideal time to be looking for a yeah. job <laughs> in the legal industry in London, especially at the time. Um, so I. And, and I, I decided to move back to to Milan to to my to where my family is based, or was based at the time. And um and was working um in-house within Vivian Westwood's um uh legal team for a number of years. Um and, and I absolutely loved it. And and I I'd always never really wanted to work within a law firm and this was something which at the back of my mind um was was always there so i'd always thought to sort of use my legal skills within a more creative um within a more creative industry and so this was perfect i loved it because it was uh, an opportunity to use my legal skills within um within fashion but at the same time um also within uh, you know seeing how the legal skills that i was applying to say for example contracts they were impacting the marketing department and the commercial department and the press department and, and and it was just a fantastic opportunity because vivian westwood despite being um obviously a very international brand uh with offices um across pretty much all continents um it's also it's one of the very few um independent luxury brands um in the fashion scene left so they're not in um in, they're not part of a big portfolio so because right, of right. that it's it still has a very familial um dynamic dynamic internally um, obviously dame vivian westwood is is one of the directors and um coupled with her italian business partner who has been historically her business partner since the beginning of the company and and it's all pretty much like being in a family business but run on an international scale so because of this very um, I would say almost intimate, small scale dynamic. I was, you know, given the opportunity to um, look into um, sectors that I wouldn't have ordinarily been able to do, extended, sort of look, yeah. to look into if I were if I were working in a large law firm. So that really fueled um, further this, uh, the creative part of what I what I did and what I do as a as a, as a legal advisor. And whilst I was there, I, I met, um, I was working with um, uh, one of my colleagues in the West of Paris office and we went on a trip to, to Capri in Italy and, and we ended up launching this uh, <laughs> sandal brand um, as I was um, emerging from my fourth year at Vision Westwood. And, and we, we kicked off this business um, where we basically created this brand of, of handmade artisanal sandals and, and, that. yes, uh, with Sofia Capri. So we, we yes, sort of, perfect. it all started a little bit like a, a sort of like, it was just open up a Facebook page and take it a bit of, you know, it was a little bit of a, a game rather. We didn't really take it very seriously at the time. Yeah. Um, and then it just literally exploded. I mean, within the first year, we had um, um, the editor of Vogue Italia, you know, put us in, in, their issue for you know emerging designers to watch oh, wow, for 2000 amazing. yes it was it was really quite something and so from there it, it, it was a natural transition um and it was already sort of on the tail end of of me thinking well surely there must be more than just this you know i was i was working many long hours at living westward and, and was becoming it wasn't really fueling my inspiration anymore so this came at a perfect time so i decided to sort of launch into this so it was a very natural progression. It all it all intertwined in a way. that when I look back, it all really flowed. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I sat down and said, "Okay, so after four years, I'm going to launch my own brand." It it just really was quite organic. Quite organic, yeah. As a progression. And you, in your co-founder,
0: three <laughs> three brands
1: essentially. So is that still running right now? The Italian sandals. Sophia Capri, no, we decided to. Uh, when did we? Let me think now. 2018, almost two years ago now um we decided to part ways um on on very good terms i mean it wasn't anything to do with uh the brand itself but um we realized that we had two very different um objectives for the brand um this was after for almost five years actually of us running the brand and so we made the conscious decision of of closing um because it was almost as if you know I was pulling to you know to in one direction and she was pulling in the other direction and and it wasn't really going to take us anywhere so rather than it getting messy it was it was also a very interesting lesson an important lesson on the important on the you know importance of realizing that there's a point where you have to kind of come and think okay is this going to actually make any sense for us to continue because closing a brand is obviously not an easy decision but um it can be as valuable a lesson as as continuing and, and, you know, pushing forward. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I think co-founder
1: fit is definitely um, a big one. Yes, 100%. Kind
0: of highlighted in a lot of my other episodes in the past. But, um, Mm. yeah, usually reasons why Mm -hmm. um, startups tend to fail.
1: Totally. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of the things that I would say if, you know, if someone is thinking of opening or launching a brand with someone else, um, it's an extremely important part of, um, of, of what you do. So don't underestimate the importance of, of spending time with that person or those people that you're going to be running the business with outside of the business context. So, you know, because it's it's one thing when you're working with someone, but then you realize that your, your brand becomes your, your life and, and you're going to be speaking to the, to this person or to these people Every single day of your of of, of of how long the brand's going to be running for, and not just Monday to Friday, nine to five. So, it's really important to to realize you are going to be you have to be on the same page and have the same values. Um, yeah, exactly. you can't under
0: and underestimate totally. that. Totally. From my like professional uh, capacity, I've kind of you know one thing I've done is in a lot of the contracts that I've picked up is just about. Being really, you know, meeting um, the founder or, or you know who I'm going to be working with, I think that and whether I actually, you know, align with their whether our values align or whether we get along on a personal basis, I think that definitely um, cannot be undermined. And it's not just about looking at skill sets um, and skill set fit. It's about um, yeah, these soft no. skills. Yeah. Oh, and Is there chemistry between you two? So totally um, yeah, cannot definitely be undermined. Um, But anyway, before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask you a couple more questions, Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I guess a bit more personal ones. But is there, firstly, is there one book that you would recommend to a friend? And if so, which one is it?
1: Yes, um, I would recommend a book called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. It's a really interesting book. Pardon? I've not
0: read that. A bit sounds pretty interesting. Oh really?
1: It's it's quite. I mean, it's um, obviously not a business related book. Um, <laughs> yeah. But for me, that is actually I find a really interesting. Um, sort of just as a side note, reading business books, of course, is very helpful. I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't read business books um, as a as a as a as an entrepreneur or as yeah. a business owner. But I think we get so much more. We get a lot of inspiration also from. Things that can be as unrelated to business as, as something mm-hmm. like this, because um, it, it's actually a different book that I read, uh, which uh, talks exactly about this, which is called uh, Range. I'm sure you must have heard about this one. it's It's been doing the rounds. But anyway, uh, the, that's another thing which talks about intertwining things that might look so disconnected from each other um, and realizing that everything has an impact on... On on how we run our businesses and how we obviously run our lives as well, and um, that inspiration can pretty much come from anywhere. So, for me, the power of, of the power of your subconscious mind is a really interesting book. It's it's a, actually a book from the early 60s, and um, it's been edited I think I don't know countless of times since then. But it's really fascinating because it it really it I won't give too much away, but it basically it um it it, 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 it explains how your subconscious, um, and the workings of your conscious and subconscious minds, how it impacts, um, your, your life essentially, and how you conduct your life and your life, uh, and your business. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah. sort of, he suggests certain practical techniques, um, through which you can, um, you know, use the power of your subconscious mind to have an impact on, you know, something like your business, obviously, as, 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 as it, how it can be relevant to using this is in your business context. So, yeah. A really interesting yes, read. I'm
0: definitely adding that to my uh, book list, for short, <laughs> my very long book list, which, um, yeah, you can download most of them on the website. <laughs> Not more time to read. I think it's the perfect time to get your book out.
1: Absolutely. No, no better time than now. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: I'm definitely adding that one to the list. <laughs> so one final uh, question before we wrap up. Um, mm-hmm. What is the one piece of advice you would give to the next generation?
1: Um don't be afraid to be yourself. I think that is something which um with you know with time even more so passing uh, as opposed to when I was uh, a young adult um with with everything that we're seeing online and you know we're being constantly bombarded with images of um and and lifestyles of people that you know we think oh my gosh my life is is terrible and and I really need to do as much as possible to be like this other person or this or this other business just actually realizing that each and every one of us has um you know a quality or qualities that are unique and not to be afraid to hide those or to highlight them and to realize that it's as you know that we all have beauty within these these qualities. So don't try to fit into a into a peg, into a square peg if you're a circular wooden block. I mean this is a piece of advice that I actually got from one of my from one of my mentors, you know, a while back when I was applying to jobs um in the legal field and and I was just saying to her, I, I don't understand. Like no one's getting back to me and I'm not getting any positive replies. And she was like Rosella, you are a square, you know, piece of little, like, you know, these little toy, the, the toys that give kids that, you know, you've got to give them a shape, they've got to fit it into the, into the, into the hole. And she said, yeah. you're like a, a square peg trying to fit into a, a round hole. And at the time, I really didn't understand what she was saying. I said, what, in, what is she talking about? <laughs> but then, you know, looking back, I realized what she was saying yeah. really was just be yourself and don't be afraid to be yourself um, because you are so different to the next person doesn't mean that you it, it's a bad thing it's actually a beautiful thing so take that advice and 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 use it across the board not just in in business but in everything that you do don't be afraid to be yourself
0: mm.
1: no I think that's really good advice I think it's just about you
0: know not following expectations it all boils down to that really and yeah trying to be in with crowd um but uh yeah I'm afraid we're gonna have to wrap up now mm-hmm. um but I just wanted to give a big thank you and say, yeah, thank you for your time and for joining us on thank this you. Group.
1: Yes, it was fabulous. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, you gave some really
0: valuable advice to, to our listeners and hopefully you'll be kind of relevant to everything that's going on right now. Um, but uh yeah, it's just it's kinda of crazy times, but we just have to make the most most of things and and make best use of time. So Thank you so much for sharing, you know, your experiences and your wisdom. Um, What I'll do is I'll put all of your uh, links to your consultancies and your brands um, on the show notes so people can explore more. Mm -hmm. I definitely suggest that you guys should. Um, And also this um, episode will be published on the website as well um, later on down the line. So, yeah, again, just wanted to say thank you so much. And, yeah, did you have any more final um, thoughts or
1: no, I mean, essentially, as you say, it's a very crazy times, but um, I'm, I'm very optimistic that we're going to emerge from this um, for the better. So um, let's not panic and, you know, get those books out and uh, <laughs> start meditating and, and, and reach out yeah. to our communities and, 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 you know, be positive. I think that's the, really the, the bottom line. Yeah, totally, I agree. Mm. Let's not
0: infer more panic in fear.
1: Absolutely, (laughs) no, that's the last thing we need. Um,
0: (laughs) Okay, well, thank you so much again. Um, Again, if you want to catch all the details, you can head to our website at anotherstartupstory.com. But thank you so much for listening. We would love to um, get your feedback. Um, And if you have any questions, feel free to um, reach out. Well, thank you so much. Speak to you guys later. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Carmen. Bye-bye.